This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Smoke Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined this week by both my co-hosts, Dane, Dane and Jane, which is a pleasant surprise. Uh, Jane, happy new year, happy birthday for New Year's Eve. Uh, not seen you for a while. How have you been? No, I was going to say, it's been, feels like forever since I was last on a podcast. And I'll be honest, I think it was a very long time. So it's good to be back and I'm looking forward to recording this one. Yeah, Jane's a bit younger than myself and Dane. Uh, so she has friends and social activities, uh, unlike yourself, Dane and, and me, um, always <laughs> here to record. How have you been? Yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, obviously, to everyone. And hopefully it's the last time I'm going to have to say it. Obviously, yeah, to the listeners and the uh, all our followers. And yeah, yeah, I'm good. I said, it's nice to see Jane. It was like ages, maybe last year since we saw her. <laughs> Technically, I saw Jane two hours ago when she picked her brother up from work, but Jane. apart from on the podcast, it's been a while. Uh, now, you two always hear me talk about our Discord server, and our guest this week is one of our Discord members and one of our favourite ones, known as Medicine. Uh, Medicine, welcome to the show. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it pleasure to be on. It's our pleasure. Um, the link for our Discord server is in the description box, so if you want to come and talk to myself... And medicine, less so Jane and Dane, but we're working on them. Uh, you can do by invite, the invitation is there, it's free to join, just need to download the Discord app. Uh, now, medicine, as your first time guest, we get them to discuss their Chelsea story, how you started following the team, your favorite players, most memorable matches, etc. So, I'll let you have the microphone and tell the listeners more about yourself. Um, I started following the Chelsea uh, men's team before I can even remember. It was just something that was always on the TV um, when I was a kid. Um, and I started picking up on the women's team uh, after the signing of uh, Pernod Harder. It was 
once that statement signing was made, I had heard all over that it was, you know, she was one of the best players in the world and everything. And this is a huge step for the Chelsea women. And so I naturally got intrigued and started uh, watching the games, picking up the games, and it just kind of slid in from there. And now uh, I watch every game, replays, all I can get. Yeah. Any favorite matches since you've been watching? Um, the League Cup quarterfinal against Man City is one that sticks out two amazing goals um end to end it was like a tennis match uh rainy dramatic you know high stakes high pressure two big teams doesn't get a lot better than that one yeah that was a classic i know we we get a lot of listeners from the chelsea fan class which is the the men's show that myself and dane appear on so if you've not yet really got into the women's team can't recommend it enough and as, as medicine said once you get into it you want every match and you won't be disappointed, that's for sure. Um, now, as we all know, Chelsea did not play this weekend due to another high number of positive COVID tests in the team, plus injury members to some of the squad meant that Chelsea were unable to fulfil the fixture. Um, so we thought it'd be a good opportunity to have a chat about the transfer window, which is open now, uh, talk through the areas we'd like to see improved upon, uh, talk through the players that have already come in and already left, um, and basically a general chat about what we might do in the transfer market. So... Uh, we'll get started with what's already happened. Uh, Jane, we've seen Georgia Fox leave on loan and she'll need these minutes to continue her development. She's highly rated, isn't she? Yeah, I definitely think it's important for the younger players that are coming up through our development squad and sort of any development squad, really, to be able to go out on loan and sort of get the minutes they need to help them develop as a player. Hopefully, we'll see Georgia come back at some point. I wouldn't want to like let her go completely. Um, I wasn't shocked by it, though. I did sort of expect it to happen sooner. But I was like, wait till the January transfer window and then she'll leave. And I'm gutted she's gone to Charlton, though. I was hoping more for a WSL team. Yeah, I think because she turned 18 a bit later than the others, she couldn't sign her contract and therefore couldn't go on loan. So they see how many minutes she got before they decided to send her on loan. Uh, Jane mentioned there that she's gone to Charlton, obviously, we was kind of expecting maybe a WSL move for her. I know Leicester City were interested. Do you think it's disappointing that she's at Charlton or it's the right move for her at this time in her career? 50-50, mm, you know, you need a club who wants a left back, who wants her rather than just accommodate her like they're doing us a favour. Uh, being in London, I know, you know, there's, there's some off-field, seems like there's problems with Charlton and their, uh, and their chairman, Thomas Sangard. Uh, but yeah, she's in London. She's close. We can keep an eye on her. You know, she's got a good experience manager. I think she was she was Tottenham's manager for about ten years. I think Karen Hills. You know, I, you know, I, I did obviously when it was confirmed it was Charlton. I, I checked. I had to check. You know, where they were in the league. You know, six. I think they're nine points off of Liverpool. But at, at this time, you know, it, it's a it's a good level. You know, she's going to get experience. She's going to get minutes, and she's going to come back to us in the summer. You know, hopefully, fully motivated. You know, and and with with a lot more experience under under her belt, and I know she's a, I think she's a Kingston girl. So yeah, again, it's a London move. So as I've already said, so I'm glad it's that. You know, yeah, that's uh, four academy players in the championship now with Emily Orman at Crystal Palace, Aggie Beaver Jones at Bristol City, and Charlotte Wardlaw at Liverpool, top of the table at the moment, and then obviously now. Uh, Georgia Fox at Charlton. Uh, on the incoming side, we've seen the Russian left-sided player, we'll call her, uh, Alsu Abdelina, coming in from Moscow. 
Uh, and the main reason that Medicine is with us today, not just because he's great on Discord, but also he's watched a lot of Abdelina play. Uh, you've also got a YouTube channel with a compilation of her, which I've watched. And she, I would say she's more of a Brighton type player than an Anderson. But Medicine, can you help educate us all on what she's going to bring to the team, uh, where she's most likely to play, uh, her strengths, weaknesses, etc.? Uh, absolutely. The, you're right. She is much more uh, Brighton than she is Anderson. Um, a lot of her best play comes from getting into wide left areas and having a versatility, like huge versatility of options. Uh, she can pass low, look for a cutback, cross to the far post, cross the near post, or dribble into the uh, to the goal line and then look for another cutback. Um, most of the time I've seen her in locomotive was at left wing, but she's played left back more than enough. I think Emma's brought her in specifically to play left wing back in a 3-4-3. Um, although she's great as a left back, you get the most out of her going forward rather than sitting back. And she is very much, uh, like you said, kind of a, a writing type player. Um, she Physically, she can't really do much more from where she was. Uh, very fast, strong, brave, always wants the ball and will absolutely run her socks off. Um, and obvious weakness is her aerial ability. She either, she usually shies away from a header in favor of controlling it. Um, so I've seen a couple, you know, talks about that she was like the long-term kind of like Magda replacement that she could slot in at left center back. And I don't think that's going to be the case just because of her aerial ability. Um, but she's a, really a fantastic character, uh, leads by example, um, silently by example, um, and never throwing her arms downcast, anything like that. But uh, obviously, she, she's a young player coming from a very different league, from a very different part of the world. So the transition will be a little bit, uh, it, it'll take some time, but she's a, she's a quality player. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people suggesting that her signing means Chelsea going to go back to a back four and she's going to play left back. Do you think given that the fact that her sort of lack of quality in the air, so to speak, will mean that she's going to play wing back and we're going to stick with a three? I would I would assume that Emma sees her as a left wing back in a three four three as in it an immediate kind of right and backup cover and then long-term replacement. Um, just because their styles of play are so similar. Um, she could definitely play that left back role in a three, four, three. I'm not sure how much she's willing to flip back and forth or go back to a formation and admit kind of defeat in this instead of building for the three, four, three. It seems to be something she's quite keen on. So I would assume she's not, she's left wing back in a, in a five, but, uh, keeping in mind as well, I've only ever seen her play with a back four both internationally and for club. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I've enjoyed seeing her travelling around London and experiencing not just the sights, but also the weather. Um, do you think there's any chance we will see her this season or where we've got Anderson still, a contract as he runs out in the summer, she can have that time to adjust to English football? I, I would assume we see her this season. Um, Emma seems very hesitant to use... 
uh, Anderson this season, even in scenarios where we've kind of needed either, you know, someone on that left or uh, in the game we shall not mention when Magda had to come off, uh, Carter went to that left back so- left uh, center back side instead of uh, Anderson. Um, so I would assume we see her and there is a lot of eyes from her side of the world in the Russian football sphere uh, where she's mentioned on a daily basis as to you know, predictions as to when she'll make her debut, when everything is, this is like, you know, there's eyes on training pictures and everything um, because they've never really had a player go this big before. So I think she'll at least get her debut relatively soon just to take, ease that little bit of pressure off. Um, but I, I think we'll see her in sports minutes, yeah. Yeah, and Chelsea obviously have that sort of Russian connection with Roman Abramovich. Um, any fans that might be concerned that she's signed because she's Russian, but she's good enough to play for Chelsea for sure? Yeah. Yeah, she, she couldn't have done more at her level to prove that she's ready for the big jump. Yeah, which is good to hear. Uh, Dane or Jane, any comments on Adelina or questions about her that you want to ask? I just wondered if it was, uh, you know, like a, a summer signing, but they've just got in early. Remember, like with the men's Ivanovic, like a few years back, quite a few years back when uh, they signed him, we didn't see him make his debut for about six or seven months. Uh, as as we said, you know, we're right in there and and Anderson, and I think Anderson's been unlucky this year. I think Wrighton's played well, but when Anderson has played, she hasn't looked out of place and she is a, a really good defender. I can't see how she's going to jump, you know, uh, Anderson so quick and maybe, you know, there's just a, uh, sometimes deals just fall into place early and there's not a lot you can do and uh, and there might be a deal for Anderson in the summer to, to go because I'm sure she's not going to want to be third choice or have another season like this. But yeah, really like excited to to to, to watch a, another good young player. You know, again, you know, uh, highlight reels and, and YouTube videos are what they are. You know, they're made to look good. Uh, I put some of mine on my football career on there, and I look like a ten million pound player. Uh, and not the bad bits but yeah I, as I said you know with our scouting network and our management you know we make a sign in it's natural we're gonna we're gonna look forward to it and and be excited by the potential of you know how, how good it can be yeah th- this deal was uh it was reported to be kind of closer in the summer it was it was reported to be very close um and it just it just never happened and no one really knew what fell through with it and then it happened this January um and her the russian league season ended in november i believe um so it might have just been a case of us keeping her there for six months letting her further develop collect league trophy collect the cup trophy you know further her development for free for six months and then bring her in in the winter yeah it would make sense i suppose that they're not going to play anymore because the the winters get quite harsh in Russia, uh, not a lot of football being played. Um, so bring her in now, and she's now got time to get her fitness back up and then adjust to the new sort of season in, in timescales. Uh, shall we move on to some rumours then? Um, I think we've covered Abdelina enough and looking forward to seeing her play, but we do love a good rumour. Um, some outgoings first. The main one being Beth in England was very close to joining Manchester United. Uh, then we heard that the move was blocked by Chelsea, um, guessing because of the Asia Cup and Sam Kerr's involvement. Uh, Dane, this has been rumbling for a couple of seasons now about Bethany England moving on. Uh, she struggled with game time after Penilla Harder's arrival and getting ahead of Sam Kerr. I know you're a huge fan and I'm glad she's staying. Are you glad? Um, 
I, I feel sorry for her. Uh, she's 27. I can see why a move back to Manchester would appeal. You know, she's a Yorkshire girl, born and bred. She's sort of become fourth choice out of, out of three positions, hasn't she? Uh, which is the same. Selfishly, I'm happy for her to stay, and I can, but I can see her going in the summer, and she'll have my total blessing. Uh, if I take my blue tinted glasses off, she, she's coming to a stage in her career where she should should be playing regularly. She deserves to play regularly. She's a she's an amazing striker. She's a great finisher. And coming in and out of the team, you know, doesn't suit strikers. Strikers are usually confident. Or they, they play on confidence. And uh, you could just see her, her, her game time, her playing time has been going down slowly over the last couple of seasons. So, you know, with... With my blue tinted glass off, like I said, I, I I hope for her sake she goes in the summer. Uh, we've obviously got Lauren James as 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 a replacement. She can play all three positions. I think Bethany is better in in in, in as the lead up front. You know, if Sam Kerr isn't playing, but yeah, I I think she she walks into most most teams in in the world. Maybe maybe not the top three or four, but she can get into most teams, and I think she deserves that. But selfishly, I'm glad she's staying now, at least till till the summer. Yeah, Jane, obviously Sam Kerr's sort of contract U-turn. We weren't expecting her to stay now. She is for another two years. But Beth's got an opportunity now while Sam's away for a few weeks to showcase what she can do and either put herself in the shop window for a, another big team or say to Emma Hayes, you know, I'm a world-class striker as well. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see sort of who Emma plays with Sam not being there. I'm hoping Beth does get some playtime finally that she deserves. Obviously, I know for me, Sam signing an extension sort of came as a shock. I didn't sort of expect her to say to stay longer. That's so I thought sort of Beth was safe with us. But now Sam has signed an extension. I do have a feeling come the summer, Beth is going to want to move elsewhere just because she's not going to be able to get the career she wants. Sort of stuck with so many strikers at Chelsea. Yeah, let's hope she leaves with a bang. There was also the rumor of uh, Leicester asking about Carly Telford, but. Chelsea wouldn't leave themselves with less than three goalkeepers, so that's never going to happen. Uh, on the incoming side, then, we've heard that Chelsea are looking at Manchester United fullback back Una Bacha and Atletico Madrid centre-back Leila Alexandria. Um, Jane, good to see that the club actually know where we need to sign players in what positions on the pitch and not just strikers. I've, I've obviously heard of the one at uh, United. I've never actually heard of the one at Madrid. I'm guessing they play defence. Is that correct? Centre-back, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to see that Chelsea sort of looking for other players in the positions we need. But I have a feeling we're not going to sign anyone else. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Medicine, the rumour that I was most excited about was Anita Bonmati from Barcelona. Um, sadly, she signed a contract extension at Barcelona. God knows why. They don't win anything. Um, but two questions. Firstly, how important is it that we sign a world-class player like that? And secondly, sort of, is it a big test of Emma Hayes now to convince that level of player to join Chelsea and showcase that there's a project here for them to join over clubs like Barcelona, Lyon, PSG, etc.? Yes, yeah, statement signings and world-class signings, it's a staple in the Chelsea DNA. Um, it's been around for since 2003, really, but even before that with Ruth Holt and everything. But um, on the women's side, I mean, the thing that got me into the game was the statement signing of Harder. It, those kind of signings, they bring attention to the club and Chelsea is not one of those clubs that crumbles, crumbles under that sort of attention. Um, but I think more is to be said about the, 
Emma having to convince these world-class players to join, it's not exactly a challenge to convince players to join a team that just won however many domestic trophies in a season and got to a Champions League uh, final. But there is more to be said about not only her pull, but her idea for a project and how much players can rate it that are at top teams that are willing to shift scenery. Um, trying to convince those players to join when you're not at the very top uh, is much more of a challenge. And there's competition for any world-class player there's going to be competition. As soon as names like Bon Madi are thrown around, you're going to hear other top teams that are willing to be interested and you have to fight for them. Yeah, and there's also players at these clubs like Wolfsburg and Bayern Munich that sort of we probably need to cherry pick. But are they going to choose Chelsea's projects over what they're already involved with? And that, I think, is going to be huge for Emma Hayes and Chelsea going forward. Um, so given this is sort of a, a transfer special, I thought I'd ask the other members of our Discord group and Twitter uh, the following questions. Uh, the number one is the position you'd most like to strengthen in this window. Uh, Two is the dream signing, and three is a realistic target that perhaps we could get over the line. Uh, Jane, do you want to go through them, and then we can sort of discuss each one as we go? Yep, I'll apologise for any pronunciations that I cannot pronounce now, because I know there's going to be a few that I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, so we'll start with, I don't even know how to pronounce this person's name. Um, can I would this say, one? yeah, can Diddy Souls. Yeah, we'll go with that. Position, she said, centre-back defensive midfield and a right back dream target Lena Obendurf from Wolfsburg Lisa Bon Bon Botin Botin at Juventus any defender for, from Canada except Zad why have you let me read all these out because I can't pronounce them I'm, re I'm realising it was a bad idea now Maya um, Leticia from Brighton, Crystal Dunn after pregnancy, realistic target, um, realistic target on a is it on a battle? It looks like a battle. Pass? Yeah, it's Man not. United from Man United, Hannah Benison from Everton, Jules Brand from Hoffenheim, and Grace Fisk from West Ham. Uh, I want to talk about the. WSL players mentioned there. Daimea uh, Letizia, uh, Unabacha, Grace Fisk, Hannah Benison. Are this the level of player that we need to be looking at? Or should we instead focus on those dream targets, you know, the big players in Europe? But it's you need to have a mix, don't you, of players that know the WSL and can win your domestic games, not just focus on European competition? Yeah, they've got to know, obviously, the league, you know, we uh, we as a, as a podcast, you know, pointed out my Letizia when 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 we played against them, very impressed with her, a young talent. I could see her being a future captain of a big team, you know, defensive midfield, centre back. Very, and that's a the signing like Lauren James, I think, you know, you can bring in and and you know let them adapt uh, and and then when when they're ready to go go similar we saw Fleming you know Fleming's obviously cemented that that place in the side more this season last season it was a bit it's and outs and sometimes she was she was the odd one out uh yeah I can't see Crystal done you know 29 pregnant uh should have to talk obviously I know Alex Morgan did it. I think uh the baby Charlie was I think there was five months old when they moved to Tottenham which was a quite a surprise but I can't see Crystal done doing it uh 
and yeah, oh, what do we get? Yeah, I, I, I like the Maya Letizia one on a back lay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's if she's naturally both footed now that we're, we're potentially gonna we've got three left backs. Uh, I do quite like Grace Fisk, but you're right. You you got to you got to balance it up with people who know the league. People we can go and and, and do those dogged displays like 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 we need at Reading. Uh, but I reckon we're going to go big in the summer. Uh, I reckon, yeah, I reckon there's going to be like two big signings coming in. Uh, don't know why, but that's just what I think personally. Yeah, I really like Maya Letizia. And I think if you could make a deal and send her back to Brighton for the rest of the season or even the season after that as well, she's a player that you probably don't want to miss out on. And the fact that she plays progressive passes much like yeah. me, Bright, and... We got She's captain. Isn't she captain for them though as well? I'm sure she was she was captain. I think she wears the armband every now and then. I don't think she is the full time. But it was her. I remember, you know, last season it the three the three signings I thought potentially for our future was Ebony Salmon, I really impressed with, Mayor Letizia and Lauren James. Well, we got Lauren James. Ebony Salmon's obviously, you know, on the other side of the pond. So, you know, I yeah, I really like Maya Letizia, but we, you know, we've said yeah. that in the past. And her dad follows us on Twitter. So he did after we praised her, yeah. <laughs> we can make that deal happen. Uh Jane, who's next? Um, Nee Barkley said position centre mid targets Christy Mewis, Denise O'Sullivan, and Deb Deb Hina. They're all NWSL players. Yes. Medicine, I'm gonna to come to you hoping that you've got extensive NWSL knowledge. Um, I don't watch too much of it, but I've watched enough to know that. I don't think Mewis is an upgrade on any of our current midfielders. Oh, harsh. Um, I mean, our midfielders, are, are, we do have, they got to a Champions League final. Um, I, I don't think that's the quality of signing we need in those positions. I think if you want to upgrade our any of anything in our spine, our, our center backs, our midfielders, our strikers, you need the, the top of the top. Um, Elena Oberdorf from Wolfsburg, butchered that pronunciation. Um, she would heartily improve that midfield role and would be something we need to get up a level. Um, there are cover signings that we could need, um, but I don't think Mewis is really the only one I, I recognize as having seen a couple times. And I don't think that one will light the like the fireworks to get us into the night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have. Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, 
and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, Dane, I've never been impressed by the Americans that come over to the WSL, mainly because they use it as a recovery programme. Do you think Chelsea would go for anyone from from that sort of league to come in? Oh, who, me? Sorry, you car for a little while. You know, I, I don't see Christy Muez, you know, I think unless she's happy, you know, she's at the stage of her career, I think she's 30, 31, she's going to be wanting playing regular. I think she's just done a deal with Gotham as well. Uh and they're like they're not talking like selling her. She got traded, and then she got traded quite quickly to, to Gotham. And you know they've just rebranded, uh, and I think they're, they're they're looking to keep her. Yeah, there's a couple of players, obviously. You know, having watched the, the NWSL, uh, yeah, you know, players I, I've always you know close to my heart. I, I wish we'd signed. Unfortunately, have signed for Arsenal, United, and City over the years. So that's sort of lost any potential, you know, sparkle for me. There's still a couple over there I would like, uh, but I'll save that for my, you know, my dream signings at the end. But yeah, the, the league's getting better, but, you know, it, I think it struggled for a couple of years, you know, money-wise. And I remember even when the Orlando Pride manager said he came over to do a scouting job about three, four years ago uh, on, on Chelsea and was interested in buying the players. They were nowhere near he could afford their wages. But I think, you know... A couple of new franchises starting, so you know they're starting to impress. More players moving around, uh, so I reckon there'll be a, there'll be a few. But it, it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to obviously to get people to come over. It's, it's the current climate as well. But yeah, I've got I've got one I've got one player who, who plays over there as as, as a signing. I think would 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 benefit us uh, really well. I'll save that to when you ask me in a little while. Looking forward to hearing that. Um, I'm learning about the NWSL via our Discord server, um, if you'd like to as well. We have a, a channel in there called NWSL Chaos. Um, normally that's overnight, so I'll wake up to lots of messages about stuff that's happening over there and try and understand what they're Just talking about. Well, I'm hoping you join the Discord, which is the whole point of this conversation. Um, let's move on, Jane. Who's next? Um, a lock D wants highly technical and creative, complete central midfielders who don't give the ball away cheaply under pressure. Doing targets, Bon Matty at Barcelona and Grace Gioroy at PSG. Yeah, I think they're going to remain dream targets. Um, 
<laughs> Melissa, what do you make of the use of midfield from Emma Hayes? Because she doesn't, in my opinion, use a midfield as a midfield to play football. They're all about um, stopping attacks and basically pressurising other midfielders from other teams, but not getting the ball and, and playing. So this would, if we got the signings that Alec wanted, change the way Chelsea play? Yeah, it would for sure. Um, I think Emma's, it, our, our greatest imbalance I've seen in the formation change is that our pivot is very unbalanced at pretty much all times. Um, we're either very much way too attacking, way too box to box, or they both just sit and hold and try to block up and break up attacks and then relying on Millie Bright or uh, Magda Eriksson to make, to be the playmaker. Um, and we've seen on just the flip side of the same club and the men's team, how important a midfield duo can be and how far that got them and how they can control games and possession and passing and let that be the block to allow wing backs and the other uh, attackers to create further. Um, but yeah, we don't control a midfield as well as we used to with the three uh, games last season. We would just, we could sit there and dominate and hold most of the possession and then create and not allow anything. But now everything is much more back and forth tennis match, which is a lot more insecure and not as consistent in results. Yeah, we see the results of that in the Champions League against Wolfsburg, unfortunately. Um, Jane, why don't you just go through the Twitter ones as one big list and then we can pick out some names at the end. Okay, so at Criv Raw said position midfield, at Eloise LC position defence, Dream Hannah Glass, at Ho underscore P789 position all, Dream Bomati Overdorf Blacksteinus, is that how you pronounce it? Black and. Just say it with confidence, and then people will assume that's how you say it. I know who it is, but I just don't know. <laughs> you how signing for Arsenal. That's what we need to know about her. <laughs> and o- Oshala at AED seven five nine one midfield dream Alexia on Orban Matty realistic tune at Paffy sixty five position defensive midfield dream Oberdorf at D. E, uh, D underscore E one six seven position defensive midfield fullback centre back dream uh, Oberdorf Glass and Brand under underscore J S O Y position fullback defensive midfield dream Carucci or Lawrence Engen or Oberdorf realistic Geo Row at C FCW Daily position creative holding midfield dream Alexia. Thank you, Jane. And again, apologies for all of our mispronunciations of names because we just can't don't get remember. me to pronounce names next time. We know I can't. Yeah, maybe next time give us shirt numbers and then a club, and then we just say the number five from PSG, and then people have to work out who we mean. Uh, <laughs> Jane, it seems the people know the area that we need to strengthen, defensive midfield and fullback. Mm. Um, do you see it happening now or do you think that's going to be a summer move? It's hard, isn't it? Because as I said before, all, all, all managers are stubborn. You know, they, they've got their beliefs, you know, and, and their tactics. And so you, you, you sort of alluded to earlier, maybe going to a four with our new signing at left back. It, de- it depends what, what obviously, I, what, 
what Emma wants to go with if, if she's already going to, you know, just try and get through this season. You know, we, we've gone six, seven months. We're, we're free at the back and, you know, just, just try not to, obviously, try not to disrupt, you know, Harmony too much by trying to change the formation halfway through. We're still in a good position as proved by Arsenal losing. Uh, we were in our game in hand when we beat them. We Obviously, we go top. So, I can see us, like I said a little while ago, going big, two big European signings, I think, in the summer. And I won't be surprised if we change formation, but I also won't be surprised if she if she stuck to the three at the back and just got better players in uh, maybe to play it and maybe change the style a little bit. You know, sometimes we talked about the ball a little bit too much in the air and keeping it on the ground and good new pass and move. But yeah, I you know, as I said, you know, I believe in Emma and I trust her and like like thousands of her. Thousands of us. So, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of months and the summer. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it will be. Um, Medicine, a name that pops up more often than not is, is Oberdorf. Um, can you tell her much about her and what she would bring to the midfield? Was she a holding sort of player or? Uh, she's anything you want her to be. Uh, you could stick her as an eight. Uh, works perfectly fine box to box or holding. Um, and she does all of those jobs perfectly fine, but yeah, much, much better than at least the style we utilize with the players we have of controlling a game, dictating tempo, playmaking, um, progressive passing, that kind of thing, as well as being very defensively solid uh, and shielding the back line very well. Um, we used last season, we used Lloyd Pultz as kind of that role, uh, you know, deeper of a two and a six. And it had it had great effects within the league and uh, champion, but in Champions League knockouts, you kind of saw how um, you need an, a very very strong player to play that role, especially when they're on their own. Uh, I, Oberdorf is young, um, and people have had her name on their lips for quite a while. So I think if there ever if there ever is a time where she decides it's time to go, um, there will be more than just us looking for her. Yeah, again. The question will come down to whether Emma Hayes can convince someone that has just been part of a team that beat Chelsea 4-0 and knocked them out of the Champions League to join them in the hope of winning that competition Difficult. in the future. Um, Jane, any names pop out to you in that list that you like the look of? Um, not in particular, no. I think whoever like if you were to sign any of them they'd be good signings they'd sort of all bring uh, their own to the team I would like to see us sign Ella Toon to be fair I quite like her as a player um yeah. so yeah if anyone I think Ella Toon stands out the most we know that Emma Hayes is a very big fan as well but we have got Jesse Fleming which moves us on nicely to our email we got this week yeah, we got an email from Keith Knight on the subject. He says, strengthening the defence would seem to be the main priority. If they are weeded to 3-4-3, three, three, then finding wing-backs with defensive chops, Ashley Lawrence from PSG, would be good. Not concerned about the midfield, it's important to keep in mind that Jesse Fleming is a midfielder and has played for Canada and UC, UCLA in both register and... Tri, tri, uh, <laughs> Triquestria roles? Is that right? <laughs> Dean's doing you dirty today, Jane. He's out of order. He just couldn't, he couldn't pronounce it himself. That's why he's chucking you under the bus. I know bus. I failed English, but you don't need to keep throwing all this hard stuff for me to read. I can say this word in my head perfectly. 
I just can't get it to come out of my mouth that thought, way. You thought you give me the job of making myself look like a fool. Look, Keith sent the email, not me. So I blame Keith. Sorry, Keith. Um, <laughs> interesting on Jesse Fleming because this is where I think the move needs to happen, especially in Europe. Uh, Medicine will ask you this first. How can Chelsea get to a midfield three, which is, I think, what they need in Europe? Do they have the players now? Could you play Ingle, Leopold and Fleming as a three in midfield? Or do they need someone like Oberdorf to come in and really be that missing puzzle piece? Uh, we were much more solid with a three, yeah. Um, I think MSCs are long-term future and a higher potential with a 3-4-3 three, three because it allows for much more attacking options. Um, I mean, with the 4-3-3, three, three, you couldn't get all, all of our attacking players on the pitch at the same time. And now we're able to get Wrighton and Cuthbert in in those big games as well as our big front three. Um, but it comes at the cost of our midfield. Um, when you take one number out of there, there's many times where we get outnumbered or uh, overpowered in that central area. And it leaves us uh, uh, exposed, not necessarily going forward because we have so much strength there, um, but in transition and going forward and on the counter. Um, with the players, we have much more solid than a three, but I think in the long term, Emma will look in the summer and try to secure a couple of players that can play, maybe a player, maybe two, um, that can play in a pivot uh, much stronger, uh, Oberdorf being a potential name. But like you said, very hard to convince a player who just beat you for now, <laughs> knocked out of the Champions League to come over. Yeah, quite the elephant in the room. Jane, I don't think we actually have the full backs to swap to a four, um, even with Abdelina signing. Um, but the, I suppose the way around that is to drop one of the front three. Does that seem improbable, though, at this stage, to drop harder Kirby or Kerr? I don't think Emma's going to drop either of them. I think she'd rather stick with the back three, although I don't think it works. In certain teams, it works, but other teams, it don't. But I think the way the three of them are playing up front, I feel like Emma would sacrifice a back three than not having one of them in the front three. Yeah, I think so too. But you could look at... Um, if we look at Chelsea men's, because I know we do that with Tuchel, but when Antonio Conte was the manager, he had a 3-5-2 he used in Europe that worked very well um, in some big matches. And maybe you do need to sacrifice one of those going forward to cement the midfield because losing 4-0 um, in the group stages is not doing us any favours. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, then on the flip side to all these suggestions of sign-ins, we have got a squad which has won the WSL, um, that has won the FA Cup, which has won the Conti Cup. So you could argue that Emma doesn't really do anything in January and she's done enough already by signing Nabdalina. Well, you can. You know, we, we did say a couple of weeks ago uh, that if we win, you know, we can't lose any more games. I don't think we can actually, you know, risk drawing either. But, you know, in the perfect world, we win our game in hand and then we beat Arsenal and we go top. I know it doesn't work like that because obviously there's games, obviously different times of the, of, of the season. <sighs> yeah, you could, you know, you can ask, but, you know, we could win the league this year and, and we'll still be uh, complaining about the formation or, you know, the tactics. I always like to, to look at it on, on you know, if you've got time, you know, 
piece of paper and a pen, you write down the formation and you write down who it suits and who it doesn't. Uh, I think, you know, clearly it suits for front three. Uh, and then you, you can, we can have debates on who else it suits. Uh, you know, we haven't got any wing backs, you know, proper, proper, proper wing backs. And, we, you know, we've got a couple of players learning new formations and that is hard. You know, when you've got two or three, if you look at Jess Carter, Aaron Cuthbert, right, and sort of learning new formations. Even to an extent, Jessie Fleming, I think she's, she, a formation would suit her would be a 4-3-3 three, three, where she's the number eight. You know, she's got a good solid defensive midfielder behind her and, uh, you know, like a Melanie loopholes next to her. So you've got quite a few players learning positions and we're, and we're supposed to be going for titles here and, you know, and uh, Champions League and everything. But I, I trust Emma. So uh, I'm blinded by her, you know, her wonderfulness. Yeah, it's what we spoke about with Mia last week, I think, wasn't it, Dane, when she said, you know, if you move away from 3-4-3, players like Wright and Cuthbert don't play. As we saw last season, they, they didn't play and we're seeing more of them. I think we're seeing more of Camilla Harder in this system. But again, you need to look at the overall picture and we're now much further away from the Champions League in a 3-4-3 than we was with a 4-4-2 that she that's played a good point. last season. So that's up to her to, to weigh up and, and measure out. And like you said, we will trust her all the way because she has earned that trust over the past nine or so years. Uh, let's finish then with one signing you'd like Chelsea to make this January uh, as realistic as possible. And then you can also give us one that is your player that you really want to see for Chelsea and they could have no intention of playing for us or no chance at all of signing, but you still would like it anyway. Uh, mine would be just sign Mayor Letizia now, loan her back to Brighton for one or two seasons if you need to, because she's young. She'd be under Hope Powell, so she will continue to develop well. And then when she's sort of 21, Mini Bright's 30, you can then look at making an instant swap to that back line. And she's an English player, uh, knows the league all very well and good. And then I suppose you've got to ask for Oberdorf now as your, your dream signing in January. Uh, medicine as the guest, why don't you go first or second? Um, it, it's kind of tough because I, you're in a... Emma's in a predicament of do you start buying players like Abdulina and Letizia and start building the project for the next generation or do you buy world-class players now because you have the foundations you've won already won so many trophies and gotten to a European final is this the time to push it um I you, you guys have spoken so much about how important it is to have an English player who knows the league. Um, I think my pick would be Sarah Mayling going along with that playing, played for uh, uh, Birmingham, plays for Villa now. Uh, her numbers are fantastic um, and provides great cover on just the right side of the entire right side of the pitch. Um, and I'm sure with versatility like that, you could uh, move elsewhere as well. I've stumbled across a, a couple games of her and it's, there's nothing really to look at. Uh, badly on um but the profile i think we need the most long term is a long-term replacement for magda left-footed center back who can play the ball out is very hard to find um and even if it, you know finding someone immediate now for when she does leave you know shortlist players keep eyes on them or um buying a young player now having her under magda's tutelage until her time is up 
Um, I think either of those are very important, especially if Emma intends to stick with the 3-4-3 for however long. But even in a, a flat four, we saw how much Magda impacts our play. Um, and when she's out injured, we just don't really look the same squad, especially from any of that left side. Um, dream signing has absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. I just like to see her in a blue shirt is Eula Brunt from Hoffenheim. Young player attacking, can do anything. Uh, if you watch the game versus Arsenal, she was all over. Um, creative, goal scoring, got all. Well, Emma does like the forward player, so it might not be as unrealistic <laughs> as you think. Uh, if you were in our Discord server, you'd know all about Sarah Malin. Um, if not, then Madison has shown you the light. Um, Dane? I like I like your uh, your view of Maya Letizia. You know, I've said that earlier. We've been saying that for a while. Maybe loan her back, get her back in the summer. She's very similar to Marin Milda, you know, similar sort of player. You can say she's a good team player, good strong player. And as we said, can play defensive midfield, centre midfield, centre back, probably anywhere in the back three as well. Mailing, um, I don't Yeah, I think, you know, there's been rumours about her in the past. I know uh, when she has started playing well, more bigger teams have been sniffing around, always a chance. Uh, to play for England or whoever, you know, it's fallen through. But yeah, having just signed for Villa, she did look solid against us, actually. She was one of the players that I thought was, you know, stand out. Me personally, yeah, I can only go to, you know, everyone's got their own opinions and I only go to who I watch the most uh, and who's close to my heart. And as, as I said earlier, unfortunately, has been... Uh, it's been tainted, you know, I've always big big fans of Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, obviously they went to United, so... But Rose Lavelle, for me, I know she. we don't need her. That would be a dream signing. Uh, I've never hidden from that fact. Uh, and I'd, I'd just put her in there wherever, wherever she could play. She's, she's, she's obviously been a favourite of mine for a long time now. But we don't need her, unfortunately. It would be hard to try and fit her in, even though I do think she's world-class and if you can buy her. But I'm, I'm keeping close to my heart. You know, a defender that has been impressing me when I've been watching, the, you know, the US national team is Tina Davidson, to pass with Chicago Red Stars, you know. She's 23, close to 50 caps, uh, can play anywhere along, along the defence and in midfield. Uh, she actually should have had more caps, but she's had injuries and I don't think Jill Ellis was too kind to her. You know, she, she, she was picking a lot of times, you know, with USA, you know, we're a country, you know, you're winning games, so it's hard to bring new players in, you know, and there was a lot of senior players still in there. You know, she, she's got a mature head on young shoulders. You just listen to some of her interviews, you know, she, you can tell she'd be a good team player, no airs and graces, you know, openly talks about discrimination and equal rights, you know, it's a big LGBTQT supporter and I can, she's a good team player and I can just see her fitting in perfectly if we was to stick with a, a three and a four, yes, yeah, Tiana Davison, if anyone don't know about her, yeah, she's playing a lot for, obviously, the US national team recently and I've been really impressed with her. Yeah, sounds like a Chelsea player, even if she is American, which we won't hold against her. Because uh, we do love our Americans on Went to Mo King's Meadow. Uh, Jane, finally. I'll be honest, I forgot it was about we was recording a transport podcast today. So I actually hadn't thought of anyone who I'd like to sign. And I think I did the same last year as well when we recorded a similar podcast. But a player I'd love to play for Chelsea is Lauren Hem. I love her as a player when she plays for England. I love her. I just don't like her when she's got a Man City shirt on because it's City. <laughs> Um, so I'd love to see her play for Chelsea just because she is a class player, but we do not need any more strikers. 
Emma does a lot to hear that, okay? That's negative <laughs> energy. She does not have time for that. If she signs Lauren Hemp, because she, she wants to, and yeah, she'd be a quality player to play in the right shade of blue, unlike the, the light colour, which just doesn't work as well <laughs> as the Royal Chelsea blue. Uh, right, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, we may or may not be back to preview the game against Everton, depending on whether that fixture goes ahead or not next Saturday, the 16th of January. Uh, in the meantime, you can let us know which players you want to see play for Chelsea uh, on Twitter at Mokings Meadow, Instagram at Went to Mokings Meadow, or on our Discord server. We have a transfer talk or rumours channel, so you can post your transfer talk in there as we do daily, not just on match days. Mm -hmm. uh, the link for that is in the description box, as is the link to our Patreon if you want to help support the show. Uh, you can do, you receive exclusive content such as early releases of the podcast, written articles. And if you sign up for three months, you get a sticker, which is cool. I haven't got one. Uh, but some, people, some people have. You could get one, I think, Dave. Um, but I can't. So, yeah, you could be one of the few people in the world with a Went to Mokings Meadow sticker, uh, which is worth nothing at all. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at DMIRS. Dane is at DWIT9. Jane is at Jane Chapel X. Uh, Medicine, I've wrote down a Twitter account, which I don't know if this is yours. Uh, so <laughs> I don't, I'll let you tell the people the right one. Uh, Twitter and Instagram both are EE -E Medicine. Yep. Oh, I was right. Should have <laughs> backed myself all the way. Uh, anyway, Medicine, thank you for joining us and enlightening us with your knowledge of all things Chelsea and especially Alsu Abdelina. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon in Discord, no doubt. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on. It's been a pleasure. A pleasure was all ours. Uh, Jane, good to have you back with us, finally. Yeah, it's been nice to be back, and hopefully I'll be back a lot more now, so it's all good. Yeah, and Dave, we need to get you some new jerseys. <laughs> good to see you nonetheless. I've got loads, man. I could just wear a different one each time just to wind you up. Yeah, no, it's really good, and you know, well done to medicine. He come on and spoke confidently, spoke knowledgeably, and it's always good to have a good guest on, which we we are we are very lucky to have. Actually, we've always always had good guests, so you know, nice meeting him and nice seeing Jane back. Yeah, and uh, it's lovely to be back and talking about our wonderful team. Yeah, and if you join Discord, you can talk to medicine every day, every day, <laughs> free. You don't have to pay. We're really pushing this. Medicine's online all the time. <laughs> I don't think he goes to the bed; he's just online. So. Yeah. Yeah, all day, every day, talk to him for free, no charge. Um, yeah, so that is it. Let us know the players you want to see play for Chelsea, players you might want to leave Chelsea, uh, although there's not many of those in the squad. Uh, make sure you check out the Chelsea Fancast men's show. Uh, Dane's been on there recently. I'm on there this Friday. Uh, so if you support Chelsea men as well, make sure you're listening to that. Um, and until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.